Hey guys, it's Dana, and thank you for listening to the Quirky HR Podcast. You're getting another solo episode today. So we're going to talk about employee assistance programs. So if you listened to a couple episodes ago, I think it was three or four episodes, we talked to Jill at Alight Solutions, and the title of the episode was called Beyond the EAP. And we talked a lot about employee wellness, why it's so important, how employers can do it right. And so I want to break down some of the concepts that we talked about in that episode around an EAP. So we're just going to dive right in. So I'm a, a lover of employee assistance programs, also known as EAPs. And I'm a big proponent of them, and the reason why is because very early on in my career, I had to use one. So I think I've told this story in kind of little bite-sized pieces, never as as the full story, but when I was in my first role as an HR coordinator, I had a sibling, my only sibling, my sister, um, became very ill. She came very, very ill. She had cystic fibrosis, and it was kind of the last um, leg of her her journey in this life. And I remember just finding out that she was not going to be living that much longer, and feeling just this incredible weight around that that knowledge. And you know, working in HR, I'm very much aware of the EAP. And so I I reached out to it. And um, they were just, they were so fantastic. You know, in that moment of stress and anxiety and worry and kind of analysis paralysis of like, what do I do? Where do I go? You know, I've never really had to find mental health help on my own. Um, And, and so they just were an, an incredible help. So My experience was that I called the EAP and I talked to a very well-trained professional who kind of talked to me about what was going on, what I was feeling, what I was experiencing, which was amazing in itself. Um, Just being able to talk to someone about it and offload about it was just really helpful. But then they helped me find a therapist and not only did they just make referrals, but they also called to get me an appointment. They made sure that the therapist took my insurance. They did all the work for me around getting that help. And, you know, this, again, this was very early on in my career. And it just knowing the weight of what I was dealing with, and then having that resource available to me was just, it was huge. So I'm a big supporter of EAPs. The company that um, I reached out to that was our EAP provider at that time, I still refer out to clients. So they're a huge value to employers in terms of your benefit package, and they tend to have a very low overhead cost. So let's talk about an EAP. So EAPs, again, it's an employee assistance program. And the way that I describe them is a benefit that helps with helps employees with things that they're experiencing outside of the workplace. 
So some services that I'm familiar with EAPs offering are obviously the mental health component, um, financial coaching, budgeting, debt consolidation. They kind of help coach in that area. Elder care planning. So if an employee has an aging parent and they're kind of tasked with figuring out how to handle that, um, an EAP can be hugely beneficial. There are also EAPs that provide legal services. So I've had EAPs before where um, employees can take advantage of a 30-minute free consultation with an attorney as long as it's not a work-related matter. So there's a variety of services that an EAP can offer. Those are the core four, I will say. Um, Some EAPs offer education around kind of wellness items, meditation, diet, that type of stuff. Sometimes an EAP will offer on-site support. So let's say your workplace had a major event, you know, a workplace shooting or a major death or something like that, a major act of violence. They can provide on-site support. Um, But generally speaking, EAPs are free to employees. The whole point of an EAP is that it's not meant to cost the employee anything. And I've never run into a situation where it's something that the employer didn't cover the cost of the EAP. A lot of EAPs often offer support for the employee's family member as well. So in my experience, when signing up for a provider or service provider, you can choose, do I want these tools and resources to be available for my employees only, or do I want them to be available to the employees and their family members? The kind of HR focus of an EAP EAP is that it can be really helpful when you have an employee who is struggling with a a performance component um, that could use some additional help from a mental health perspective. So I'll give you an example of addiction. So let's say you have an employee who struggles with alcohol addiction, right? And that alcohol addiction is affecting their work performance so much that it gets to the point of maybe a final write-up, termination, um, suspension, you know, something significant to the employee's employment. You can engage the EAP and do what's called a management referral, which is essentially you saying to the employee, you're struggling with A, B, C, and D, and in order to keep your job, you need to be actively engaged in the services that the EAP provides. And there's a release in there so that it allows the EAP to let the employer know, you know, where does the employee stand? Are they engaged in the EAP or are they ignoring them? But the EAP can be a really fantastic kind of last ditch effort to help employees with what they're dealing with. When is it a good time to implement an EAP in the workplace? You know, I'm going to tell you, it's always a good time, right? You, you always, you, you can never anticipate an employee needing a mental health service. Um, and uh, so having a, a program or a benefit that supports employees when the thing comes up or when the event comes up or when the ask happens is better than 
doing, you know, recourse and and putting the benefit in place after. So I think it's always a good time to offer an EAP. Um, Obviously, the more employees that you have coming on board, the increase in need for services might be there. So I would say when you get to like five or 10 employees, it might be worth uh, looking at an EAP for your workplace. I will say they are very affordable. So in my experience, they are a per employee per month cost. And it's, you know, $2, $3 per employee per month. So it's very, very affordable. You may also want to look at your life insurance provider. I have worked in situations where the life insurance had an EAP component. So it was kind of included in the service or the benefit that you purchase through your provider. Um, and what's so nice about an EAP is that it's confidential, right? So when an employee reaches out or when a family member reaches out, the employer is not notified of who reaches out or why they reach out. And so it adds an extra layer to your workforce and to your workplace, which can be really beneficial if you don't have kind of a big workplace and multiple layers within your organization. The biggest challenge with offering an EAP is it requires education. So this benefit or an EAP can sometimes be a benefit that's paid for and then forgotten about, right? Um, or it's only brought up when an employee brings up that they're struggling with something. And so the best way to reinforce that an EAP exists and to promote the use of it is to continually remind staff that it exists and that they don't necessarily need to be in crisis in order to take advantage of it, or that they it doesn't necessarily need to be them. Maybe their child is in crisis and they want to get them some support. Um, so it does it. It requires, you know, constant communication. I would say best practice is a quarterly reminder of what it is, what it does, and how employees can take advantage of it. Um, but you could, of course, do monthly. You know, if if it's really important to your workplace to focus on mental health. And using those services, you might want to do more ongoing education around it. It's always helpful to bring it up during your open enrollment as well, because you can sit face to face with employees and talk about, you know, what do they need to know? How do they use this resource? um, How can they make the most out of this benefit and what it's used for? But it can also be helpful to have, uh, you know, quarterly or monthly reminders of what the benefit is. A lot of EAPs also offer on-site training to staff, particularly managers. So depending on who your service provider is, of course, um, you might find that you have training available to you where they come on site and talk to your staff and your managers about how to handle difficult conversations or how to support their employees in their mental health. So the key is really to find an EAP provider that supports your overall employee strategy, right? If so, if you're placing a huge emphasis on, um, 
mental health and wellness and financial wellness and, um, you know, counseling, you want to make sure that you have an EAP that provides all of those or that covers all of those. Um, I also think it's important, and this is a really interesting kind of subtopic of this episode, is HR using the benefits that we talk about, right? So I I hated when I was doing open enrollment and I'm going through the medical insurance with an employee and you'll always get one who says, well, what plan do you have? Or, you know, what do you use? What would you recommend, right? And I just, it never felt authentic in giving a response. And so I think it's really important to remember that HR professionals, they need the EAP just as much as the rest of the staff do. So if you're having a hard day in HR or you're having a hard day in your personal life and you feel like you could use some additional support, use the EAP. Use the services that you preach to your employees because the best part about that is that you can then share you know, I've used the EAP and here's what my experience was like. And obviously you don't have to share that if you don't want to or if you're not comfortable with it. But I think it just makes those benefits so much richer, so much richer when you can speak from experience about what they're like. You know, I think sometimes employers don't necessarily want to use an EAP. It can be hard to see the value, especially if, let's say, they do it for a year and maybe only, um, you know, two employees use it, right? It's It can sometimes seem that um, there's not, you know, benefit in offering that, Um So there's some alternatives, right? So in my company, in Boss Consulting, I implemented what's called a mental health day. This is actually something that comes from my childhood. When I was in elementary school and middle school and even into high school, my mom would let me take one or two days off per year and we would call it a mental health day. And it was usually me and a friend, we would both take a mental health day and she'd take us shopping. And it was meant to just kind of get us out of the monotony of the school week. And we did them every year. There was consistency in it. And it was just so nice to know that I had that available and that I could take a break from the week or the month, or if it was a really hard time in the school year, just knowing that that was an option for me. And so I decided to implement mental health days for my team. And it's kind of like a no questions asked. If you wake up and you're feeling like shit one day or you wake up and you just feel like you can't do it, you feel like you can't, you know, talk to clients, talk to employees, or you had a really rough day the day before, um, they can take a mental health day. So you can carve those out of your sick time, your vacation time, your PTO time, whatever it is. And it has a separate message to it, right? The messaging behind offering a benefit like that is that it's important to you as an employer. Now, obviously, there's concerns over privacy and like, do I really want to know if an employee is struggling with their mental health? This is a yes, no answer, right? Like, no, I don't necessarily need to know or want to know that, um, 
an employee is actively engaged in treatment or whatever, but if it's impacting their work experience and it's impacting their ability to show up as their whole selves in the workplace and they feel comfortable telling me, I would want to know because then that makes it so much easier to support them in whatever it is that they're going through. Make sure you check out your current benefit providers. Again, there might be some additional resources built into those other benefit providers that can supplement your employee support in lieu of having an EAP. And I also think it's remem- it's important to remember that, you know, everyone struggles with mental health. And as an employer, is it necessarily your obligation to support your employees with their mental health? No. But does it create a better work environment? Yes. Does it create better employees? Yes. Does supporting your employees in the things that they're dealing with outside of work help engagement, help stress management? Yes. The answer to that is always going to be yes. And I'm going to leave you with one last thing. Um, You know, if you don't have any resources in your workplace, but you have an employee who's struggling and you're worried, give them the crisis hotline. Um, There's a suicide and crisis lifeline. It's a new number. It's 988. Um, They can text, they can call um, and get the support they needed. So sometimes just someone caring about them is enough. So I leave you with that. EAPs are a great benefit. I speak from my own experience, but then also from my education and uh, what we know about employees coming to work and having so much more on their mind. So if your company doesn't have an EAP, it's worth considering. Um, And, you know, it's a great way to support your employees in, in, in life, not just in work. So with that, I leave you with some tools, resources, some ideas to take to your workplace, to your clients, to your employer. And I want to thank you for tuning in to Quirky HR and we'll catch you on the next episode. 